0: Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I'm your host Alex Whiteley and joining me today is Ian from Flugelbinder. Uh, I saw Flugelbinder in my Shrewsbury, fell in love with what these guys do. Uh, we've, we have done a show in, uh, last week uh, with uh, You Sucks What's the Difference with me and my co-host in America, Tom Bruno. Uh, but Tom was more fascinated by animals and these are the adventures that uh, th- these guys have been on. And uh, I want to talk about Ian in particular because uh, you're local to Shrewsbury. Is that right, Ian?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, sort of born and bred Shropshirean. Uh, Shropshirean. <laughs> Newport, Newport most, well, up until I was about 17, lived in lived in Newport and then uh, here between Newport and Shawbury. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it was just, oh, <laughs> Guildford, London, Guildford, London, Tunbridge Wells, London, and then came back home uh, seven years ago. And then, yeah, Shrewsbury. I think I think
0: it's um, important for us all to find out exactly what flu If you've not seen uh, my Shrewsbury magazine this month, by the way, make sure you read that magazine. It's fantastic. Uh, it's a great edition. It's a great magazine anyway. But I think this 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 month's edition just blows it out of the water. Pfft, it's great. Um, what is Flugelbinder for the listeners at home?
1: Pflugelbinder is, it's a way of travel, and we've all seen how we can travel, and I think we're all used to what we know, but Pflugelbinder allows people to see nature in situ, with no boundaries, no fences, no walls, but travelling with impact and purpose.
0: Yeah, so to escape from your typical, which I I mean, your typical holiday, sat aside the pool to Mallorca every year, is great to experience a couple of times I guess sometimes you need those holidays just to just relax but um when I go on holiday I love culture I love going to see what the locals do and, and sort of being being in those situations where it's not a, not necessarily a tourist trap it's just the locals doing their thing um I think I yeah. went, the, the last time I did that was Ma- I went to Marrakesh right I went to Marrakesh and it was so it, it was such a scary thing because they, they dropped us off in the bus uh, from the hotel in the middle of Marrakesh and yeah. they, that was like they dropped us right in the middle where they knew that the locals knew the tourists were going to be. So they'd walk up to you with cobras and parrots and photos. And you they, they, they saw them walking towards you. And I was like, took took a beeline from them. We found one of the uh, upper level cafes uh, where we just sat. Had some food and just, watched the lo- just watch the local. Just what? It's really creepy, but I just like.
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? I like to it like sounds to it in, bit, but it's really not. Um, yeah. just watch where the locals go and watch what the locals do. You end up picking up exactly what they treasure and treat yeah. and want to sort of not keep private, but it's more of a. They're not the non-advertised places, and. Um, I think we mentioned it before, where I like three to sit is that analogy of, you know, hands up those who've seen an elephant, when I mean, everyone's hands goes up, hands up those who've seen an elephant in the wild, most hands go down, still got a few hanging up there. so it's like, okay, how many of those who have seen an elephant in the wild weren't in a Jeep? Yeah, and then there's like maybe one hand out of a hundred, and that's where I want Flugobinder to sit, um, and that does encompass working with NGOs. That does encompass lo- working with local communities and just seeing where where the money goes. So yeah, we're really proud to be the first um, B Corp travel specialist um, that registered in two two thousand sixteen. So we're really proud of that, and that is all about realigning your purpose with profit and the environment. So we have a a legal responsibility uh, to ensure that our socioeconomic um, evolutionary journey is for everyone to see. And we're proud of how it started and where it's going. And if we can get people just to think about their next way of travel being in a green, sustainable, impactful way, then I think we've ultimately, ultimately
0: won. Is that a huge challenge though? Because I mean, a lot of tourism is, is associated with, or oh, uh, I wouldn't say damaging or damning sort of information, you know, um, whether it's uh, treading on paths and ruining them, uh, litter, all these sort of things that you get with tourism, um, especially us Brits, when we go and we, we you know, go to Canaries and say, oh, 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 you know, it's, it's one of those things. Is it difficult to keep things economical
1: for you guys? I- I think once you allow people to see a slightly different route, ultimately you give them the choice. Because I think when I left, I left uni in 2005, became a dive master, a lot of work in Indonesia and Thailand, and... I started to see something a little bit different because I was immersed in it and I came back long story short I jumped from marine to terrestrial conservation got seasick after four years of being marine biologist and dive master got too much so yeah just jumped into terrestrial conservation and I worked with this guy who who we work with today who basically gave rise to to flugelbinder and he he we sort of we shared this vision of immersing ourselves with nature and he has this vision of of leaving no footprints where they are so the camp that they use I mean he was he was running sustainable sustainable projects before sustainable development was even a word and it is the same camps it's following the animal trails it's not laying concrete it's working with and living off the land reduced having no impact on it whatsoever and if you're you have that trail of thought it just becomes second nature We've been taught a slightly different way from communities and what we think is travel, and it is a way to do it, don't get me wrong, but when you can immerse yourself in a way that you can see how your impact is minimalized, it's to, why would you go anywhere else? Why would you do it a different way? It's just, it's because people haven't seen it. I think there was a survey done in 2008 2015, 2016 of people who were riding elephants, and they would interview these people after they'd ridden these elephants, and they did enjoy it. As yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it, they said. And then they showed him this video, and it's called a Pajan, and it's it's known that's something that's coined in, uh, in, our, in our sort of terms as a uh, breaking the spirit, where they put the elephant through so much abuse that it's then built within it to do 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 what it needs to do on command and then they have an anchor where they jab like a steel rod in the back of its ear mm. and it's serious abuse that these animals go through and they let these people watch it and their 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 behavioral change is massive and it wasn't designed to make them feel bad even though obviously they did but it was designed just to just enlighten them as to what actually goes on. And humans, humans are phenomenal people. Phenomenal people? Phenomenal Yeah, we, people. Are. <laughs> we are. phenomenal people. And once we've realized what the impact is, once we've seen it, we then make a conscious decision. So I think we built this company on conscious decisions. We've traveled mm. to 70-odd countries, and yet we only operate in 10 because I feel it's those 10 that really tick all the boxes of the social environment and the impactful element where people, families, when they travel, they know it's safe. They know there's a little bit of risk, but it's monitored risk. But they know that it's, it's local and it's not, it's not scripted. Um, and that's yeah. ultimately what I think is what people are after. If you want to go and watch a lion, you know, I can guarantee you one at the zoo. But if you want to go and watch one and see what it's going to do in the wild then we have to be patient you have to sit and you wait and you watch and you get out the jeep and then the heartbeat starts going and once you remove all the boundaries and barriers life i think has become so much more interesting don't get me wrong i don't want anyone to be eaten um but <laughs> uh, the health and safety risk and risk assessments would be going off the charts for a start but um it's all about a little bit of risk but measured risk at the same time
0: uh, so do you tend to look for places that don't don't typically have tourists then the, the quiet, quieter spots.
1: Yeah. So our project in South Africa, um, this is a guy who taught me back in 2008, um, spent two and a half months with him in literally living off the land in the bush. And it was a phenomenal um, experience. We've built a project with him. that's, that's just our program. And this is a section that's within a reserve. So here you have free interroaming roaming Big Five, for example. So the camp is, you can literally see spot tracks of hyena or lions in camp throughout the night time. When you're going, you zip up that tent, you can hear the lions in the distance roaring, wow. the hyenas, uh, chattering and laughing. And it's those sorts of experiences that we wanted to marry up. And that basically gave birth to the project in Thailand, Sri Lanka, india nicaragua the amazon greece um and they all carry very different species very different biomes very different settings but they still carry the same ethos of what was i felt helped shape my behavior when i was in south africa in 2008
0: that's unbelievable that's unbelievable i mean like so with all the because obviously this is a travel agency that that operates in different countries around the world uh to to make sure that um a place is safe for your your uh your customers to go to do you send out scouts and recce these places or have you got people that do that abroad for you
1: well, i think it's the, the age old saying isn't it? when you want something doing right you have to do it yourself um so yeah we've gone and visited every single element of all of the projects where our names are too so unless i've personally been and seen seen these projects they we don't work with them so i yeah, So I, I have to go and see. I have to go and look at every element and go and taste all the food and go and see all the accommodations and go and work with the, um, the conservation projects and the research elements. And I want to make sure that that is not a tourist trap. And you can never judge that via the Internet. You no, really can't. You no. have to go and experience it. Um, I've experienced without naming any projects or countries per se. I've been to some where... <sighs> it's just it's just so wrong and people where they'd have vivariums of wild animals that they'd caught that they'd gone off and they would paid fishermen to go and capture these wild turtles and just have them in, in a vivarium one meter squared and oh. that's where they would live three years just to show tourists what a male looked like and what an female looked like so it's it's just it's like okay that's that's not what we want to do here we want to have behavioral changes to work with nature and if for me all you need is, is, is to view it view it and smell it and that's it and yeah. if they come up close then brilliant sometimes that might be scary but if you just allow nature to just cross cross its paths with yours there's nothing better nothing better um yeah it's all about having that heart just 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 beating a few extra beats and i yeah. think that comes from immersing yourself in what jungle rainforest savanna, grasslands whatever that has to offer
0: Sometimes a little bit of information, or even a lot of information, I guess. But uh, sometimes that just takes a little bit to change the way you think about things. I mean, I watch Blackfish. And Blackfish is one of the things that changed my complete conceptions of things like Sea World, Sea Life, all these, all these kind of places. Because at the end of the day, what they do to 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 orcas, to dolphins, yeah, all these creatures that they're kept in these horrible tanks for for days upon end. They're really small. It's terrible. If you, by the way, listeners, if you've never seen Blackfish, source it out and watch it. It will change your. It will change your life. Yeah, honestly. it's
1: it's a it's well. I, I don't want to say it's a great documentary. It's, hard it's a great watch. Documentary opening your eyes. It's a very hard watch. That and Dolphin Cove is a very hard watch. But Blackfish. I mean, I've got to be honest. When I was, I think eight, nine, ten. Um, I think my father took me over to America, and we did the whole international drive, and we did all of the parks, and we went to SeaWorld. And I think at that age, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! How up close and personal I can get with with, um, with a kid, with an orca." And then, yeah, but I think by the time of 15, 16, I started to ask questions as to as to why, and then that sort of envelopes into unfortunately money, and then that boils down to greed. Yeah. Um, and I think we're the, the only species on the planet that exhibits, uh, the behavioral trait of greed. And I think that's where it's driven from. And yeah, don't get me wrong. A lot of these places have some really cool, um, educational research facilities, but so much better than what they did do. But yeah, blackfish, that is a, that is a big eye opener, that documentary.
0: Yeah. It did change my world. Um, so how long have you guys, were you guys trading before sort of COVID uh, sort of kicked in and, and stopped you in your tracks, I guess?
1: So I I was a lecturer from two thousand and ten onwards and I incorporated Flugelbinder in two thousand and twelve, or Bradley did. And well that's a bit of a bit of a story there. I we were struggling for names and we both have a mutual movie that we quite like and I just happened to say Flugelbinder from that movie Cocktail. And you know, your Flugelbinder is out there waiting for you. And I said, <laughs> cool. I, I, I woke up with a HMRC, Companies House, and 123 Reg email documentation of full registration of the name. I was like, no. Um, But anyway, (laughs) the name sort of... um, Built on from there, to be honest, but for it took us a few years to get going. Um, I think we're a little bit wet behind the ears in terms of how long it takes to generate trust or gain trust as a travel company, because these aren't pens and pencils and jumpers that you're purchasing here. This is this is a big investment. Um, and it's 2014. We had our first customer, and then from then on, we just took off. But COVID, from First lockdown put a halt to proceedings. We were actually in Indonesia, coming back through Indonesia and Malaysia in March last year. And we had the email, which has the domino effect of uh, 100% of our bookings for 2020 just got postponed. Every single one. Um, a it cascaded from when we were at the airport, and we just watched it all happen. I think we were again a little bit, oh, it'll it'll blow over. It won't it won't go into Europe. It won't go westwards. So we all thought that.
0: We all thought that, didn't we, at first?
1: Yeah. How uh, how wrong we were, and here we are today. But things are looking positive. Twenty twenty two. I um, I've already told my my wife and kids that I don't I don't know if they're going to see much of me, to be honest. <laughs> so we've got all the postponed trips. And some going, so we're in a very, we're lucky to be in a very good position. But I'd say the last 30 months just been clean, cleaned out completely cleaned out. Um, we've had to not rewrite the wheel, but we've had to rescope, rethink, um, and just repurpose our our objectives. And we were just he was staring at us in the face, It was family. So I've given, I don't know, roughly 500 presentations with 500 parents' evenings. And every single one of those parents' evenings, parents have come up or asked in front of everybody, do you do family trips? And I said, oh, no, no, no. And then he's like, well, why? And it's like, well, I just, I just want to concentrate on ensuring the student programs that we do are phenomenal. I mm. don't want to get distracted too much. I've come from a lecturing background um i just um, i know curriculum and i want to push that forward and yeah so i feel really pleased a little bit not red faced well i suppose a bit red faced but um i've said i am now saying yes to something we've been saying no to so we know that the customer is there and there's people like us i mean my my daughter my my wife um my son we 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 well traveled people and but i'd be naive to think that we're the only ones there's yeah. so many people out there that, that do opt for an adventure. Absolutely. They do opt for the greener way of traveling if they can, because it doesn't most of the time it doesn't mean more money. Um, there's a big stigmatism with that. Just traveling correctly is, is a phenomenal experience, but it's it's the connection with the, the communities. I think when I was in Nepal, I had a student group there and this student, he was ranting and raving about Indonesian rhinoceros and um, elephants and just loved the whole experience. And the one thing that he summed up for him, he said it was the smile of his host family. He said, that was the thing I'll never forget. That's the thing I'll take with me forever. It was, it was that moment that I connected with my host family. It was, And they couldn't speak a word of English. Not one word, but he, yeah. or all of them. He, especially, he just loved that connection of that unwritten rule of you, you know, you can't communicate with someone if you're not in your own language. It's just nonsense. There's so much in facial expressions and empathy and compassion. Um, so that's why we have a good mix. And don't get me wrong, it's been some of them. Some of them have been a tough journey, but there's some phenomenal hotels out there, and I love them because, in one sense, they don't necessarily get the advertising that these big these big places get so they big places take a lot of the a lot of the bookings i understand that but with companies like ourselves that try to drive out the companies that give back to local communities um yeah we're really proud of that and i think when people i come think see, was...
0: it's something else to be right in the middle of of, of that though isn't it i mean you... The big five star hotels they offer like the pools, the this that the other, the gift shop, whatever it is, they have in a, in a big hotel thing. But it's sometimes it's a different experience to actually be living, almost living the life of some other local for x amount of days. I mean, um, when I went to Belgium, luckily enough to know we knew a family in, in in Brussels, so we we got to stay with them and eat where they ate and drink where they drank, and that was just so special just to do that because. I don't, I don't like the tour. Like I said, you know, uh, and Colombia. my wife's from Colombia, So every time we go to Bogota, we stay with family and we go to friends house and we've got her cousin who is an actress. So she takes us to the craziest bars that, we, you
1: know, tourists don't usually go into. It's just great. You know, uh, I and recommend. That, that's what you want. That's mm. ultimately what you want to do. Mm. Um, and I think there's far too many companies out and don't get me wrong. It'll be a nice experience. Yeah. I'm sure it will, but I don't think that you'll come home ranting and raving and telling the next door neighbor and can't wait to tell your best mates and best friends of where you've just been. I Mm. I, I really don't. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, it was nice. And that for me is that's as good as good job. And good job is just that ain't good enough. Um, you know, we want phenomenal epic people who look you in the eye and tell you like, we cannot wait to go and do this. year. What have we been doing for the past 10 years? Um, and there's so many people out there. And I think they just need this gentle nudge to, okay, let's let's just not do the all-inclusive this year. It's only one year. It's only once. Let's just give it a go. Because yeah. if you didn't yeah. like yeah. it, you can go back to it next year. No dramas, but I'm pretty sure you will. I'm. I, I mean, I do package holidays. I've done. I, I've
0: got one. Pa- I've got. i <laughs> to rearrange one three times through COVID. We're trying to get to Greece. Um, and I do. I do like to go to a big hotel, but like at the same time, I feel like people's attitudes are completely different when they go to like a, a big hotel. They're like, oh, the tiles in the bathroom are completely dusty. Three stars on TripAdvisor. You know, it's you, <laughs> you go there to complain about things initially. You know, um, whereas,
1: and I think when you go on an all inclusive, I think you've probably got that in the back of your mind. And I'm not saying that these hotels, these hotels that give back to communities don't have a bit of dust here and there, but it's almost forgiven because without being rude, it doesn't matter.
0: No, no. It doesn't no. matter. You're there for the experience, you? not for... You're there for, like, the, the life experience of someone in that situation, not the Hilton. You know, uh, there's a difference, isn't there? it has got to be.
1: No, oh, I mean, I'd take any... Um any one of the uh, accommodations, any one of the hotels that I've seen and been in that um, over any branded hotel, any,
0: yeah. any day of the week. We used to, um, we, I mean, I've, I've, I've stayed, when I was in college, we'd go away and I'd st- we'd stay in hostels and places that, that were just a bit more low-key and just sort of, that's the yeah. experience. We'd go rock climbing or, you know, go trekking for the mountains
1: and stuff. They're the best yeah. experience, you know? It is. I think that's ultimately what people are after these days because these things, they're not cheap. They're not, yeah. they're, this isn't a... You know, they angel just saying of it's you buy cheap, you buy twice. And here, you know, you invest, you invest a bit of money and all the families that we do. I mean, my wife, bless her, she, I think it was in 2014, we took B. B was three. We went to Thailand. She did all of this research. And I remember asking, so which, which hotels have we booked? And I couldn't, I couldn't name one of them. I didn't know any of them. hadn't seen any of them. And she'd done so much research behind every single one. I think we did seven hotels in something like 20 days. So it was quite a bit of bouncing around. And it was just phenomenal. And I, I was a bit in awe of that research involved to find something that's honest and true. And when we went there, I I, I would go to every single one of those hotels Good. tomorrow. Just, nice. That, I think, is where, where it comes from. And ultimately, that's helped influence how we've driven and shaped Flugelbinder for the families and families of Shrewsbury. So yeah, that's, that's working well. So it's exciting talking to um, Shrewsbury families. It's, um, it's always yeah. nice to hear, I didn't know much about you guys. And um, then you just open up the conversation and um, yeah, it, it's, it's been really humbling. It's, very, it's been a very nice experience.
0: Have you met many people that it's been um, sort of, they've been on the fence uh, about doing a different type of holiday and maybe you've had to convince them and they've come back and like, oh, I'm so glad we did this.
1: Have you ever Yeah. You know? I think, I think obviously everybody who contacts us, I think a percentage of them, how do I describe, forgive the analogy. They're probably a percentage of them are sat on the fence, but they're looking our way. Like yeah. they're peering over. They, they, they're they about to jump but They've got questions. They've got reservations on safety, um, money, um, duration, health, risk, political coups, um, vaccinations. Um, but I think ultimately once you hear about we follow British standard, with the first company that's um, committed to um climate emergency, with the first traveling B Corp, a B Corp company, and we've been built out of a very slow organic growth. And we, we don't use Google AdWords. We don't do anything like that. So we're just a very slow, organically growing company that is, I, well, I believe, doing it the right way.
0: That um, is, yeah, because you'll get the loyalty then. The organ- organic <laughs> growth is loyal. That, that's what goes about saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the years, over the past three years, I think about nine months, we basically spent trying to to partner up with the aforementioned partners, that I said, and then the United Nations um, Carbon Initiative, I mean, these aren't things that you just purchase. These aren't things to say, yeah, we'll do that and tick a box. These things take anywhere from three to nine months to be accredited. Um, it doesn't actually cost much money, but it's it's an evaluation of your ethos and your values and where your principles lie in regards to environment and your social impact and what do your customers get out of this journey. Yeah. Um, and that, for me, is where you're travelling with two, three, four kids, you and your husband, or whatever you and your wife whatever the situation and it's about your family moving together and when your family sees these things for the first time it's it's a family experience then and what happens is the phones tend to go down screens shut off and you just immerse together because i think most people have forgotten certainly in the past 15 years when you go on holiday I bet you. I bet you. Most most of the parents would be checking their phone once, twice, three, four, five times a week for emails and work stuff. I yeah. bet you. Very no, no, I, I could tell for a fact. <laughs> That's what yeah, I did. And I think when you're when you look at something the way that we've done it, you you don't want to. And don't get me wrong, we want you to go back to your jobs. Don't get me wrong, um, but. You, you don't want to because you know that you shouldn't and you're having a far more connected time. And it's, for goodness sake, it's a holiday yeah don't look at the, the work stuff just connect with your family and I think the environment helps influence that behavior when I went to Morocco
0: I took, I took a laptop and a microphone <laughs> I
1: was
0: like don't, don't worry Tom I'll be on the show we'll do it don't worry about it I was like <laughs> and then when I got there I was like oh, do you know what no it's staying in my back I'm not doing it that's how sad I am uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and all, commitment
1: right there and yeah. it's, you know, it's honorable stuff but I think yeah when you've got when you're when you've looked your kids in the eye and you've looked your partner in the eye and you guys you're traveling as a unit the last thing your kids want is for you just see you on your on your phone working mm. the whole time it's like don't go just do it do it well do it properly and just connect
0: do you feel like uh i mean like i feel marrakesh for me was uh at first it was chaos we had my little boy with us um, and at first it was very daunting for all three of us, right. Um, because me and me and my wife, Kaz, were kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is intense. I mean, people were like, you want to buy this? You want to buy this? Those guys are, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, and, uh, I feel like that was a good experience for my little boy. Cause then he can go back and he can be like, ah, that's what it's like in that different parts of the world. Culture is completely different. You know, the, the, the capital city of Morocco is absolutely insane. Whereas here in Shrewsbury, it's not. I mean, I I see that as a bad experience, but a lesson learned. You think that's really important?
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's entirely important. And there'll be people who will say, Well, they'll never remember it. Yeah. No, they're not gonna remember all of it. Do you remember your holiday every day from ten years ago? Mm. No, probably not. But there'll be moments from the holiday that will help shape his decision process that will give him it will give him an exposure or an experience that you just couldn't have provided um i was being sat at home or or not going for example so i always think yeah go with your gut instinct of course but if there's an adventure out there to be had guys it's got one life one life and once you make that commitment i'm you know you can never make guarantees live on a podcast and things (laughs) or live anyway but i'm pretty sure you won't regret it um and looking at your
0: uh, where you go in the world, obviously you've got Greece, India, Italy, Nicaragua, Peru, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Thailand, and then Wales. Uh, that's <laughs> it's, it's no. I mean, I say that like it's a bad thing. I feel like some people like they they spend so um, so many years going abroad on holiday. Sometimes you've got to stop and look at what's around you. I love Wales so much to go on. holiday. I lived in Wales. We've got a love-hate relationship in that regard, but to go on holiday, I think it's a stunning place to go. Um, what is your experience with uh, saying to people, well, why don't you go to Wales? Uh, yeah, there? I
1: mean, I think the way you sort of pre- uh, presented that is sometimes the way I present it, and I've got, say in front of me, 50, 100, 150 students and SLT and the senior management team, and the headmaster's in there and whatever, and then Wales. <laughs> but Wales for us... Wales came alive in 2017, because again, we were listening to the customers back then, we were listening to the fact that we didn't necessarily have a project that ticked all the boxes of not having to fly, seriously reduced cost, and it's more inclusive for everybody in the year group to go. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, we love Wales. Why on earth aren't we doing something? So we teamed up with some really, really cool guys in, um, in Wales. And St. David's for us is, it's a very special place. Out of all the countries I've been to, I think it's like 45, 46, something like that. I, it's definitely top five. I mean, it sounds bizarre. No, it's not, Because no. I'm really proud of the places that I've been to. And then, what well, Wales, should really? I'm like, have you been? I'm like, no, well, you've got to go. And that I think ultimately inclusivity helped us drive that project, and it's a phenomenal, phenomenally successful program. And good, it's on the good. step. It's a bit of a journey. Don't get me wrong, but it's a beautiful journey, and it's it's a nice project to have. And I think um, how we've tied that in with school and curriculum has been has been really refreshing.
0: I think it's really important to to show kids what to appreciate. What they got around them, and like you're right, Wales has a spell on me. I, I went to a, a flotation tank, at Shropshire floats, a while ago, mm. uh, last week, and I was trying to think about what I want from the biscuit. You know, we're we're an official business now. We can get funding. Where are we gonna go? That's what I wanted, right? But all I could yeah. think about was Pendine, right? I was, uh, we went and climbed up this hill, me and the family, and we could see the sea from the top of this hill. It was beautiful. I couldn't get away from that moment in this flotation tank. Sensual deprivation. I couldn't get away from that. All I could hear was the waves. It was crazy. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, Wales is very special. So what kind of, I know we've got like 10 minutes left, but what kind of things do you offer when you, when you, when you take, um, someone abroad? then is it, I mean, do you offer, um, hiking, uh, sports, uh, uh you know, adventures? What, what, what do you actually offer? As uh,
1: I, I love, I love this question because I, I like to start it off with things that I don't think many people have heard about right off the bat, volcano surfing. Volcano surf. How surfing? many people have volcano surf? Not that many. No. Um, it's a little bit easier than standard surfing. Don't get me wrong. Not you know surfing the waves is you know it's it's a blessing to be able to do that. Um, but yes, yeah, so they take, take Nicaragua for example. We try and build in a link with UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Now, don't get me wrong, we don't want to take the family on an eight-hour tour of looking at architecture. If, you, you know, we take that as a standard that not many people would like to do that, maybe a one or two-hour snippet and, you know, get them to, teased into it. But we build all the project bespoke for the family. So we have a guide, like a skeleton, and then we basically shape it for, for, that, for that family from day one to day end. Um, so, yeah, volcano surfing, things like visiting cloud forests, I mean, that for me is, that's almost second to none. I remember I visited my first cloud forest down um, just, it was five hours outside of Cusco in Peru. And the only thing I could hear, and I, I was really trying hard to, to, to find it, was cicadas, birds, woolly monkeys, and that was it. There was no power lines, there was no um, pylons, there was, there was nothing other than nature for us to come in in, in in the evening and dissipate in the afternoon and oh my good gosh that was just second to none so it's those elements that we want people to be aware of we don't throw literature down people's throats we just gently tease them with the united nations for example and the goals that they're trying to achieve and you can take as little or as much as those things as you want to but mm-hmm. ultimately you're going to be experiencing phenomenal hotels in jungle or beach environments with activities like the volcano surfing or shoot over to south africa and no 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 we we don't want you in the jeep let's go for a walk let's go for a walk into the animals environment and let's get the heart racing that way um so yeah and, and to diving diving and snorkeling but done in a way where we're not damaging the reefs. We're understanding about bleaching and coral polyps. We we teach everybody about the differences between a pristine and a degraded reef and why it's degraded. Um, So we slowly educate people and trying to make them think that they can make a difference because very simply, they can. And I think when you've got a family there, there is no better unit on planet earth than a family working together because they've just got this one goal. They all know each other's um, isms, and they're just on it. Um, and that, for me, tying in holiday, relaxation, and a bit of education, I think, ultimately, that's what, that's what I think most people would want to experience. Yeah. But yeah.
0: All that tied in with like the, the local food and the rustic way of living. I mean, I've i, I, I mean, I'm not even mentioned
1: food, not even I can't believe it. I've not even mentioned food, but yeah, there, the Clara food.
0: in Colombia, right? You drive into the mountains, uh, and you, you sit down, they give you a wooden or a big tray of potatoes, meat, gammon, and it's literally cooked in a shack like a shack. I went for a, I went for a pee in the toilets, and it's literally a, a wall. Literally a wall, and you're staring at the mountains. <laughs> Literally, that's how rustic it is, right in the middle of nowhere. Best experience I ever had. You know, uh,
1: the food is outrageous, outrageous. And uh, this, this is a strange concept, but some of these places that you would, you know, I think the stiff upper lip westerner would look at it certainly with their, uh, you know, their no- nose turned out a joint, and um, they wouldn't dream of that going there. But if I was to put two of those dishes on a plate, one from a f- you know famous restaurant. And one of them from these shacks or stores on the side of the road, I bet you can tell the difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Taste,
1: yeah. taste. For me, it's all about the taste. It's all I, about the
0: taste. I am one of the fussiest people food you'll ever meet, but like I will yeah. try it. I'll always try it. Right. And, and I have uh...
1: never, ever been ill from eating um off the one of those places. Never. Nope. Nope. Never no, ever. me neither. No. But, I had a a funky holiday with with, um, with my wife. This was before Flugelbinder. Uh, we went to to the Maldives, and you know, oh, sick as a dog for three days. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it just goes to show these uh, stigmatisms and these preconceived ideas of these places. There, you know, it's not it's not necessarily true. But this is why we go and test these things out. Yes, um, we test them out along the way.
0: I think you guys are fantastic and there are so many people that I I have caught up during the pandemic and I mean this is sort of the closing stages of things things are going to start opening again now hopefully I would love to catch up with you say six months time or whenever you guys are fully operating and I would love to catch up because I bet there's loads of interest from people sort of writing to you when when can we go when can we book Uh, I bet there's lots of interest
1: yeah well hopefully we get you guys out on something too but
0: yeah of course yeah I'd love to yeah absolute pleasure yeah I'd love to come you know, if you're in Wales or something, we can come and meet you and do so. I don't know. We've been doing a lot of v- vlogs lately. I don't know. That'd be very, very cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Mind teaming up on that? Yeah. Well, It'd we did right. one Shropshire floats, but I've been nervous about releasing that because I was working. Apart part of the press. It's what I do. I've got to leave my house, right? And we did everything social distance, made a vlog. I haven't put it together yet, but I'm nervous to release
1: it in case you're something like, oh, <laughs> COVID. But like, yes yeah it's a, it's a difficult balance to please everybody in life but um as long as you're following the rules and you're happy i, I don't see what's wrong or what's
0: yeah. wrong? With- we're here to help people can you tell people where to find Flugelbinder and um what they should expect from um sort of initiating with you and interacting with you guys at first
1: yeah of course obviously um once you spell it the first time you never 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 forget that one so obviously UK or any of our social handles which is this fluegelbinder at fluegelbinder uk um in terms of expectation it's it's more of a, of a chat we want to know what you're about to commit let's be honest a sizable chunk of money to and we want to make sure that we have tailored the correct exposure and the correct experiences for you and your family. And yeah, that takes a chat. We don't just guess. We talk to you. We want to understand the why. And I think once you've understood someone's why, you know, we open it all up. But yeah, you certainly get to grips with who we are, how we do it, why we do it and our purpose. And hopefully we find the alignment in regards to giving you guys just a phenomenal adventure and a holiday that you want to do again and again and again.
0: I think you guys are fascinating. Oh, really I really do, and we will catch yeah. up in six weeks. I'm just looking at your pictures of Peru now. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to uh, Peru. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's a phenomenal place. Beautiful place. Um, Beautiful. Well, I know um, we we sort of um, I messed up the scheduling for today's show, and but I, I appreciate you for for, for coming anyway because uh, we set this up for 11. I wrote 12 for some strange reason. Uh, I'm, I'm tired all the time. That's what it is. It's um,
1: It's working.
0: Yes, working hard, working hard. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, guys, we are going to shoot now, but I'd like to tell you guys about our website, which is uh, theshoesbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. Uh, all of our audio is available on there, um, and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, make sure you check them out because they will help you. Um, Ian, thank you so much for joining me, uh, and, and Brad as well for joining us on on, um, on What's the Difference, because it was great chatting with you guys, and we'll catch up with you guys in about six, six months or so. I'll, I'll drop you a line. Look forward to it yeah well guys thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time peace out